Hey everybody, Jeremy Markovich here. Two quick notes before we get going. First, this podcast has a new home. It's now part of the North Carolina Rabbit Hole, which you can find at ncrabbithole.com. There you can check out previous episodes of Away Message. You can find any new episodes that we're putting out. And if you like this podcast, I think, no guarantees, but I think you will like my weekly newsletter. It is about weird North Carolina stuff comes out every Thursday. It is free if you want it to be, and you can sign up at ncrabbithole.com. Second, this episode was produced during my time at Our State Magazine. Now, I happen to think that most of it still holds up, but some of the promo codes and websites that I mention may no longer work. Okay, here's the show. So, this season of the podcast is all about the Mountains to Sea Trail, all 1,175 miles of it. And I want to just start off today by telling you a little story about two mountains that the trail crosses early on, Mount Mitchell and Clingman's Dome. I love this story so much because it's the story of a rivalry, a really petty rivalry. Okay, so in 1835, there was this college professor at the University of North Carolina named Elisha Mitchell. And he made this really tough trip into the mountains of North Carolina in search of the highest point in the state. He and some guides set out from Morganton on horseback. And when they get to the Black Mountains, they have to claw their way up this really steep slope that's thick with rocks and brush. And then once they're at the summit, Mitchell gets out his barometer, makes some calculations, and declares that the mountaintop that he's standing on is the tallest peak in not only North Carolina, but east of the Mississippi. But there's this former student of his at UNC, a guy named Thomas Klingman. And Klingman says, well, actually, there's another mountain that I've climbed that's slightly higher than that. And Mitchell says, no, that's ridiculous. And Klingman says, no, you're ridiculous. And over the course of two years, they are basically insulting each other in the newspapers. So this fight culminates in 1857 when Mitchell says, I've measured my mountains a couple of times, but you know what? Fine. You know, I'll just go out and measure my mountain again just to prove that you're wrong. And so he does. And in the process of climbing to the top, Elisha Mitchell falls over a 60-foot waterfall and dies. He's buried on top of that very mountain. It's eventually named Mount Mitchell. And you would probably think that that's the end of the story. Except no, it's not. The very next year in 1858, Thomas Klingman, who at this point is a U.S. senator, says, okay, yeah, I know Mitchell is dead, God rest his soul, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and measure my mountain again and prove once and for all that I was right and Mitchell was wrong. So he gets an expedition together. Klingman himself makes it to the summit, gets out his barometer, and lo and behold, it tells him that his peak was actually higher than Mount Mitchell. And Klingman was like, ha, I was right all along. Klingman is so confident that he's right that he hires a professor from Princeton to go to the mountaintop to double-check his work. And that professor finds out that Klingman was actually wrong. But they named the mountain for Klingman anyway, and today, through the miracle of modern science, we know that Klingman's dome is actually 41 feet shorter than Mount Mitchell. 
but that's not the point. The point is that back in 1858, Klingman's Dome was insanely hard to get to. Klingman's party set out from Cherokee, which, as the crow flies, is only about 11 miles away. They follow the Econolufti River and then started climbing up into the Smokies. Then they get to what today is called Newfound Gap, right on the state line. And then from there, the going really got tough. They had to bushwhack through thickets of rhododendron. Locust trees scratched up their faces and hands. Near the top, they had to scale these really large boulders. And on top of all of that, it rained. That trip from Cherokee took days. It takes me a half hour. And I get there just in time to see a few hikers pile out of a van. It's a plastic bag full of pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a hiker life. Like I said, my standards aren't even that high. I haven't even done anything. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is, this this is, is about right. This is like how, how old is that pizza? Just two days. Two days. Two days. It doesn't go bad. It's from Monday. We've done worse. (laughs) We are all here because at the far end of this parking lot is a short paved footpath that goes uphill, about a half mile or so, to the observation tower at the top of Klingman's Dome, which is the official starting line of the Mountains to Sea Trail. And so we all set off, leaving the creature comforts of the world behind. I should have chugged a little more of that coffee. (laughs) That coffee goes terrible. Yeah. Okay, this episode is about more than terrible coffee and two-day-old plastic bag pizza. It's about getting to know something new. For Erin Brennan, one of those hikers, it's her brand new trekking pole. I took them on a couple day hikes, and I just hated them, so I was like, screw it. But it's got some suck with them now, huh? Trust me, once you get used to them, you're like... Love them. Oh my god. That's what everyone says, but... Aaron will eventually get the hang of it. Eventually. Just try to match up opposite pole, opposite leg. Yep, no rhythm. Aaron's not the only one trying to figure things out. Do people wear boots anymore? Because I have like, these are my old boots. Very few. Yeah. Choose to wear boots. So, to recap, in the first 10 minutes, Erin has discovered that she has the right gear, but the wrong technique. And I discovered that I have the right technique, but the wrong gear. And there's a third thing that we all figure out, that once you're on the trail, even if the parking lot is still in view, even if you want to leave your poles behind or change back into your shoes, it's really hard to turn around and go backward. The only direction is forward. top and i'm already tired (laughs) everybody takes a minute drops their packs and walks to the top of the observation tower if you guys want to stand right here and then put your packs in front of your feet we're gonna get a picture this way most of the people up here are like me they just drove up for the day taking in the view maybe going on a short little hike but aaron aaron has prepared for this day for a long time she's made detailed plans she and her fellow hikers know where they'll be camping, what they'll be eating, how far they're going each day, where to get water. They're prepared for bad weather and long stretches of forest. To make it from this point all the way across North Carolina to the Outer Banks, they know what they have to do. And now comes 
the hard part. They actually have to do it. Okay, and I guess this, this part counts. Yeah, here we go, right? <laughs> yeah. Already, okay, that was a half mile in then. Well, I'm half mile tired. in. 1,200 to go. From Our State Magazine, this is Away Message, Season 4. A trip across North Carolina on the Mountains to Sea Trail. I'm Jeremy Markovich. So let's back up to the day before, to May 14th, 2019. When I get to my motel in Cherokee, the first thing I encounter is a man in full Native American garb chanting and playing a drum. Which, you know, makes sense. The town is named Cherokee. It's the home of the eastern band of the Cherokee Indians. All the road signs are in English and Cherokee. It's a small little town. 2,000 people. Kind of quiet, except for the 21-story hotel and casino. And it's right next to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. So close that a few elk have wandered into town. But for our purposes, Cherokee is important because it's the closest town to Klingman's Dome. So if you're about to start a statewide trip along the MST, Cherokee is as good a place as any to get ready. So Cherokee is where I find Erin Brennan. What's going on? Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? See ya. It's good to see you. How's it And she is not here alone. This is Sean. Hey, how's it going? Michelle. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. Yep. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Nice to meet you. And Thomas. Hey, Tom. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Oh, hi, doggy. Hi. That's Mocha. Hi, Mocha. <laughs> Last time I brought one of these, a doggy snagged it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are five people and one dog all underneath this pavilion behind the motel. There's gear all spread out across picnic tables, and everyone else is packing and unpacking everything. And I'm just standing there, staring. There's probably just me a lot of me just standing around like a dope, just looking like, no, watching I, what's going on. Like, hey guys, I don't care. I what you doing? Taking apart the tent? Oh, that's right. You did say that. I'm... It takes a little bit, but Aaron gets her tent packed back up, and then heads back to her room to try out another piece of equipment. A bear canister. You, you, all your foods in this in this plastic thing here? Yep. And honestly, I haven't used this exact version, so let's see. Oh, I see. Okay, so you just push this down, let it slide through, push that down, let it slide through. It's like a childproof container, but for bears. Yes. And people like me. No. <laughs> so I said this is two days worth of food, which is, yeah, probably about right. What a tuna and you get your, your freeze-dried backpackers pantry stuff and then yep. M&M's and cho- just kind of fast energy sugar sugar stuff. I probably shouldn't say this uh, openly on something that might be <laughs> out, out in the open, but I'm really excited to get to eat whatever I want. Junk food, gas station food, Pop-Tarts, Hostess snacks. You know, obviously we stay pretty far away from that stuff. I don't think I've had a Hostess snack since I was, you know, a kid and I love junk food.
Loading up on calories is the name of the game if you're going to hike for hundreds of miles. Case in point, after all of the gear is put away and ready to go, all of us get into a van and go to Granny's Kitchen and proceed to stuff our faces with everything on the buffet. Mac and cheese, barbecue, fried chicken, pie, lots of pie. When all you're doing all day is walking, it's a constant battle to keep gas in your tank. And tonight, everyone is definitely topping off that tank. After we're finished, we all pile back into the van, which is more like a motorhome inside. There's a bed in the back and a place to cook. Sean Gobin, one of the people in our group, basically lives in this thing. How often are you on the road? How often are you in this van? Um, I'm usually on the road anywhere from four to six months out of the year. But, I mean, I can't complain. My job is to drive around the country in an RV and kick off trails. So, uh, comparatively speaking, uh, yeah, I really have no room to complain. Sean retired from the Marine Corps, was once stationed at Camp Lejeune, and nowadays he is always on the road, traveling across the country, helping veterans get outdoors. Years ago, he founded a nonprofit called Warrior Expeditions. How did you come up with this idea? So I got out of the Marines in 2012 and hiked the Appalachian Trail, which had always been a bucket list item of mine. And um, while I was on the trail, uh, it really became apparent what a therapeutic experience it was. Uh, to transition out of the military. And so while I was on the trail, I figured, um, you know, I wonder if this would be something that could be created into a program for other veterans to help them transition out of the military as well. Kind of where where, where, where was your headspace coming out of the military? Yeah, I was in a really bad spot. I was just coming back from my third combat deployment. And the reason I decided to to get out was, uh, you know, I was pretty much spent, uh, you know, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And so I needed a life change to really... um, you know, reestablish my own my own mental health. And so uh, if you look historically back before the age of modern transportation, armies would march home from war, which would take, you know, months, sometimes even years. And so you were marching home with the people that you were in battle with. And so uh, that act of marching home facilitated that, that transition process where as compared to today, where, you know, we're in, within the age of modern transportation, you're literally plucked off the battlefield and within a matter of 72 hours, you're back home, uh, and then you're back in, you know, normal civilian life. And then if you do those deployments multiple times, you know, it's a, it's a psychological switch that gets turned on and off really abruptly. And so there's no, um, you know, there's no process to ease back into civilian life from your wartime experiences. And so what our program does is we essentially we're, we're emulating that, you know, that act of walking home from war to give your, your, your body and your mind uh, the chance to process. So basically what Warrior Expeditions is doing here is the same thing they do for about 30 or 40 veterans every year. First, those veterans apply. If they're approved, Warrior Expeditions will give them gear and food, help them train and prepare, set up stopovers and meet and greets with veterans groups. And on top of all that, they'll join them on the trail for the first few nights, all for free. And then Sean moves on to the next trail and does the same thing for the next group of veterans. So far, Hundreds of men and women have taken part, and hiking isn't the only thing they can do. There's also a long-distance biking expedition and a paddling trip down the Mississippi River. But out of all of the expeditions, Sean says the Mountains to Sea Trail is different. So different, in fact, that on this particular expedition, they're doing those three separate things, hiking, biking, and paddling, all on the same trip 
Well, the Mountains to Sea Trail is unique because you go through so many different, um, you know, geographical type areas. So you're in the mountains for a while, and then you go across the flatlands and the farmlands of North Carolina, and then you're up on the coastline. So this is the most diverse state trail that we're in because you get to see so much. Um, and uh, because of that, we, originally we were doing it as just a hiking trail. Um, but then after looking at it, and we've been doing this trail since 2016, and we had the idea of, well, let's try it as a hike, bike, and paddle because the way the trail is split up, it actually uh, facilitates doing those three activities. So you basically hike the mountain section, and then you bike across the flatlands. Um, and then when you get to the coastline, you know, now we're going to paddle up the intercoastal. Uh, it'll be a good mix of the three activities as you make your way across the trail. So that's going to make this trail incredibly unique and I think very popular over the coming years. Um, so for them, though, it's just going to be a matter of just transitioning from going from hiking to biking and then paddling. So it's kind of like the warrior triathlon, sort of, yeah, in a way. Yeah, essentially it'll be our, this is going to be our triathlon trail. Yep. So Aaron Brennan is basically about to do a triathlon, a triathlon across North Carolina. She's here in Cherokee with another veteran, Thomas Weinheimer, who spent 22 years in the Army, then hiked part of the Appalachian Trail before becoming a park ranger. Together, Thomas and Aaron are going to be the guinea pigs for a new type of warrior expedition. Sean and his crew will be watching to see how it goes, and if it goes well, the next group of veterans will do the same thing. Um, all right, so it is, uh, what time is it? 8.10 on Tuesday the 14th. So uh, you feel like you forgot anything? You got, you got everything? I do feel like I probably forgot something, but I don't know what it is yet. So I guess I'll find out when I'm out there. <laughs> it's kind of not really even like a question maybe you can answer at this point. It's like, what do you hope to get out of this? I don't want to put too much pressure on the hike, but yeah, I do hope that I will have some time and space to just think about some of the things that I want going forward in terms of a career and, um, and, and for my family, I mean, you know, my husband and I have been seesawing deployments for, you know, a few years now. So, um, you know, we're thinking about having kids and how does that look with a new career and just kind of thinking about all those things and what I think I want to do and who knows if I'll be able to do it once it's all said and done. But I think if I have a framework to work off of, it'll be a better place to start than just jumping into something and feeling pressured to just start a job just to start a job. But what else is going through your head like tonight, you know, as you're getting ready to, to go in the morning? Honestly, I'm just ready to go. Um, I'm, I think it's a like kid on Christmas morning experience. I'm ready for like the morning to come so we can wake up and start hiking. Coming up, we wake up and start hiking. This is a way message. I'm Jeremy Markovich. It was so cold. We sat in the car for like 20 minutes, debating if we were going to get out of the car. It's day one on the Mountains to Sea Trail, and I'm just tagging along. Sean and his colleague Natalie have left us, although they'll meet up with us at a road crossing in a few miles. So it's me, Aaron, Thomas, and Michelle Revoir, who's the logistics person for Warrior Expeditions. And right off the bat, we all get into a deep, conversation I, I, i'm convinced there's such a thing as a good bojangles and a bad bojangles oh, for sure. so i don't think i'm a real north carolina resident yet i haven't had it so. you haven't had bojangles oh okay. I'm taking a break. at this point we're just a few steps from the top of clingman's dome the mst follows the appalachian trail along a ridge line for the first four miles 
On the left side is Tennessee. On the right is North Carolina. It's pretty easy going. The path is about two feet wide, a little rocky. We're in the forest. Birds are chirping. You can hear cars from a road nearby. But overall, it's kind of quiet. And we fill that quiet with chatter. Aaron, when did you get the, the, the nose ring? Like, is it since, <laughs> since, since I saw you? Why? Uh, I think the last time you saw me, I did have it, but I got it two days after I got out of the army. Ah, I gotcha. <laughs> so, yes, if the question is, is it a rebellious... Guys grow beards Yeah. you dye their hair yep. and get nose rings. I wasn't going to dye my hair, but I was definitely thinking was about thinking getting... I thinking about dyeing my beard. Dyeing your beard? <laughs> what color? Red, white, and blue. Oh. Aaron has hiked before, but nothing long distance. Now, Thomas, on the other hand, has completed a thousand miles of the Appalachian Trail. And Michelle has hiked all over the place on the Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, the Continental Divide Trail, all trails famous enough that they pretty much just go by their initials. So if you like being around people, the AT is great. If you like being around people and then some days being alone, PCT is great. If you like seeing people for maybe the first month of six and then never seeing another soul, the CDT is great for you. <laughs> and then the state trails are just, they're just all different in themselves. Like, I don't know, I really like the state trails. I think you really get to experience something you don't get on the big trails. It's I like, it's like, more intimate. Like the MST would be a combination of all. Yes. You know, like here in the wilderness area. Get that peaceful calm besides us right now. All talking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you guys about uh, Linville Gorge. Like that section before it, not Linville Gorge itself, but like as you're getting into it, is the water situation. Unless it rains like the week before you get there, and it was raining for us the whole time, and the water was still hard. So just keep full water through that section. Now. Michelle knows a ton about the Mountains of Sea Trail because she hiked this one too, back in 2016, with her brother, who had also just gotten out of the military. How was the whole thing with your brother? Uh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, my brother and I are only two years apart, and we're, you know, full siblings, so we, yeah. you know, we fight like brother and sister. <laughs> but we also, like, we're both military, and we never really got to discuss our experiences. Yeah. So that was actually really nice because for the first couple of days, like he actually opened up and talked to me about a lot of stuff, yeah. which like I kind of knew already, but like it was nice to hear it from him. Yeah. And then I got to open up to him and with stuff that he was like, oh, I had no idea that you did that. Yeah. And then like toward the end, you know, like obviously we never like shared a room or anything because if they got us the same hotel room, he always got his own room because <laughs> I'm not sharing my sister. And uh, but it was good. It was a good. Uh, experience and he really needed it he's a he's you know purple heart recipient and so it was re and it was a really good first hike for him oh yeah so he wanted to do the at but he just he owns a tree business and just didn't have the time so it was really really good for him like how um how long on the hike did it take you and your brother to kind of get get from sort of like I don't know, stage one to stage two, where you kind of like open up a little bit or loosen up? Yeah, about a weekend, because it was, the weather was really, really terrible. Um, and so we both kind of had our, you know, mental breakdowns early. 
in the trail. How, how's that exactly? <laughs> uh, just that point where you get where you're like, why are we doing this? I'm wet and I'm cold. I could be home in my heat and like in my bed where it's comfortable. Like, and, but at the end of the day, when you get into your tent at the like at the end of the night, there's just something so different about it, and it's just peaceful. Like, yeah, getting out of your tent is hard in the morning, but as soon as we got into town and we're like in a hotel for a day, we were both itching to go back out. So instead of hanging around town, laying in bed watching TV, which is what we thought we wanted, we were both like, all right, ready to go? All right, let's go. <laughs> like, I can't wait to be back on the trail. So how was, how was he, how was he doing before the hike and after the hike? What was the, and, and same with you? Um, for him, like, it was, he just needed to get away and like let his own thoughts basically process for once. So for him, it was good because he finally opened up about everything that happened overseas and just finally dealt with it. Plus he got to like go to all the VFWs and see the community support. Uh -huh. So when he got home, he actually joined the VFW and now he's really involved in veteran like organizations and which he wasn't before. Yeah. And he actually like finally went and got his VA claim like figured out and fixed because of like being out here and being encouraged to do it by other veterans. So that was super nice. For me it was like the complete opposite <laughs> <laughs> because I had just done the AT the year before. Uh-huh. And I was in PR in the, in the military. Uh-huh. So like my job was to be nice to people and smile and, you know, <laughs> let me do interviews and let me be with you guys to take video. And uh, so, like, halfway through the AT, when all the infantry guys were like, coming out of their shell and, like, being social and loving people again, I was like, oh, I don't have to be nice to people. I don't have to like fake smile at everybody. I can just be like, yeah, I don't want to talk to you today. <laughs> it's like I had like the opposite effect, but the mountain sea trail was different just because there was no one else on it. So the AT was like kind of work, whereas the mountain sea trail was more like therapy. told me that she's doing this because she needs some time to think about a lot of things. Her future, her family, her career. But she's also doing this in part because she saw what her brother went through when he got out of the military. He was a Blackhawk um, helicopter pilot, you know, went to Afghanistan, came back. Um, just a really hard-charging individual. So um, transitioning from that into kind of a logistics desk job for a big corporation just wasn't, wasn't exactly fitting, you know, what he was thinking for what was next. So he went and did the hike. He applied for Warrior Expeditions in 2014, hiked part of the Continental Divide Trail, and something shook loose. After he got back, he got involved with veterans' causes. He pushed to build a memorial on the National Mall for veterans of the global war on terror. That time on the trail gave him clarity and a purpose. Just kind of a really cool experience because, uh, you know, it came from his 
ability to just have some time and think on things. So it sounds, I mean, it sounds like he he made a really quick jump at first and then needed a little bit of time to kind of put connect the dots to figure out exactly who he was post-military. I mean, is that kind of what you're hoping for with this trip? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Getting that clarity and purpose is going to take some time. For now, she's just trying to adapt to a new way of life out here in the woods. It's interesting, like, the parallels that you experience out here to deployment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. A little bit. Yeah, it's basically the same, except way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same, like, getting ready to go. It's, like, a very familiar feeling. Yeah, two-tenths of a mile to the, to the road. Four miles and about two hours into the hike, we reached the first road crossing. I quit. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I made it. Well, there was a little more uphill than I was expecting. Yeah, like, there's a little bit about half, about half uphill. Yeah, I didn't want to tell you that. I, well, I, I appreciate remember. that. <laughs> Sean is there with his van and his dog. Because it's a uh, oh. hey, 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 hey. Oh, yeah. Come here, come here. No, no, come here. no, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> but I am so excited to see you. No. It's been two hours. Not even. From here, Sean will get back into his van and go on to another trailhead. Michelle will hike for another night or two, and then she will move on. As for me, I'll meet up with Aaron and Thomas again in a few weeks. But for now, I'm leaving too. See y'all. Bye. And Aaron and Thomas, they'll keep going as long as they need to. But they are not the only people through hiking the trail at this moment, because up ahead, 175 miles away from Klingman's Dome, two other hikers are reaching the summit of that other big mountain we talked about. We made it to the top, Mount Mitchell. We made it. Their names are Aaron and Lexi Harris, and they could not be more different than Aaron and Thomas. Lexi Harris, you just suffered the first fall of the trail. How do you feel? Sad. <laughs> is your bum okay? My bum is okay. It How's your pride? <laughs> Not so great. <laughs> and trust me, they've got a head start on the best parts and the worst parts of life on the trail. <laughs> Yesterday, my lovely wife was just having a hard time with the... With the... A complete meltdown. <laughs> okay. okay, she was having a complete meltdown. We'll find out what it's like when some newlyweds take on the Mountains to Sea Trail and the relationship ends up in a whole new place. That story in our next episode. Away Message is a production of Our State Magazine, celebrating North Carolina for more than 85 years. Head to OurState.com, click on subscribe, and use the promo code AWAY to get $5 off a year's subscription. It is our thank you for listening to the show. This episode was produced by me and James Michkowski. Our intern is McKenna Smith. Our website is OurState.com slash podcast. If you like the show, please give us a good rating and review and tell a friend. I'm Jeremy Markovich, and we'll see you back here again in two weeks.